0: Bam, we're live. You know what I was thinking, Susa, What if we just, like, we're live on the air right now, but then we just hide ourselves? In-
1: and.
0: <laughs> I, uh, I used to have this friend, and we would drive in his uh, pickup truck, and uh, there would be three of us sitting in the front, three dudes on a bench seat, and the dude on the right, so so that the two dudes in the middle were like sitting right next to each other. The dude on the right would put his head down really low, like in the other dude's laps and then honk the horn. So it just looked like two (laughs) dudes just sitting next to And, and he was the strongest, the guy who would do that was the strongest one of all of us. So we couldn't stop him. (laughs) He'd just be holding the whole horn down.
2: Did did he have a sliding back glass.
0: Yeah. All that stuff. And then it'd just be me cuddled up with some guy driving a fucking (laughs)
3: pickup. I'd be like, great. Thanks. (laughs)
2: Oh my goodness.
0: Oh, do you know do you know uh do you know this cat? Uh Brandon Brandon Waddell?
2: Uh yeah. He yeah. uh he's he's from my hometown.
1: Oh that's cool. That's
2: really so cool. um, if if a uh a guy comes across Tyler Cox, uh just ignore everything he says.
0: That that must <laughs> be
2: your good buddy
0: who's here to just treat the heat a roast.
2: Yeah. He's, uh, uh, he's one of my coaches at the, at the box.
0: Uh, are you, are you at your house?
2: Yes. It'd um, be a little too loud right now at the box. They got a 9am a. going.
0: Gotcha. And, and what city are you in?
2: Uh, Paragold, Arkansas. Arkansas. So north, northeast corner of Arkansas.
0: It's like, um, for Californians, Arkansas is like a, an imaginary place. It's like a far, far away. <laughs> is it like that for people in Arkansas too? California is just like a far, far away, like land.
2: Uh, I don't know. I mean, I've been to California quite a few times, um, not by choice. <laughs> <laughs>
0: is that when you were serv- you, you when you're in the military? Is that when you came to California?
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm still in, but yeah, I've been uh, I've been out there uh, three times.
0: Randy, you're still in.
2: Yeah, I hit 20 years in uh, April of
0: this oh, year. Wow, nice!
2: Can't you oh, tell?
0: Oh, no, I can't. Hair? No, I can't tell. Oh shit! Okay, I was wondering for a second if you and Caleb oh. were the same, were the same <laughs> person. But you're not. We both have both of you on the screen at the same time. All right, just checking, making sure.
3: Perfect.
0: <laughs> Uh, Caleb, I sent the notes over. Hey, so so your dad was in for. You think you're gonna make it to 37 like your pops? Um,
2: I don't think so. H-
0: how did you make it? How did your dad make it to 37 years? What do you you go in when you're 20 and you stay in until you're 57? Is that the deal? Or uh,
2: so he was. Uh, he went through an ROTC program uh, at the University of Conway, Arkansas, and commissioned. Uh, He commissioned as an officer there. So he was a national guard, uh, for his entire, uh, 37 years.
0: Wow. And you started as national guard.
2: Yes. So I I was national guard for, um, well, I still am, but I'm what's called AGR. Uh, so I'm full-time national guard now. So I've been doing, I've been doing that a little over three years. Um, but the majority of my career, I was uh, just National Guard, uh, what they call uh, the weekend warriors. Uh, Is that so where black. that term
0: comes from? That's a National Guard term, weekend warriors. Is it?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, I didn't like even know that.
2: Wow. The weekend warriors, or the some people call it the uh, the fake army, the active duty guys.
0: And that's <laughs> that term's kind of been co opted by just anyone who only like just a dude who's forty pounds overweight who goes hard. Playing flag football on Sundays now, right? Yeah,
3: that's what I thought. He like goes on a boat on the weekends.
0: Yeah, that's what oh, the weekend. It. It's kind of been taken as that.
3: Yeah. Or, or so.
0: Does CrossFit have any weekend warriors? Do you have any any fucking crazy fucking clients that just come in once every two weeks and just go hard and fucking <laughs> sore, and then you don't see them for two weeks? Like a guy who comes in two or three times a month.
2: Uh, I mean, I've had before. I mean, just like comes in and and will like completely break himself off. Yeah. Uh, try to hit like rx and yeah. then like you don't you don't see him for like two weeks
1: yeah yeah
2: <laughs> I, think always every box, <laughs> I think every box has like we could sit here and talk about characters in the box and every box has the same personalities
0: <laughs> that's true oh my god i finally made it early to alive ellen hi hi what like are you coming. holding on to there ellen what are you hiding from us
3: what are you holding on to <laughs> She's got like a modeling photo for that icon.
0: Yeah. Randy uh vest. Yeah, you own um CrossFit. Kafal. Say it again. Kafal. Kafal. Is that the name but of it's, the town. It's not.
2: Just and wh- the name of the affiliate.
0: And what's it mean? How'd you come up <laughs> with that name?
2: Oh man, that was that was a struggle with HQ. Right. So I, uh, I affiliated in 2013.
0: Oh yeah. I remember when your application came in, I reviewed it.
2: <laughs> what <do you> mean? <laughs> okay. So, uh, so I can blame you, right?
1: Oh, hell yeah. Uh,
2: so, so you had to, you had to submit like three, uh, three affiliate names, right? Uh, back when I affiliated, it kind of reminded me of when I was going through, uh, officer candidate school and I had to. Select my top three branches, and
0: oh, that's like when you apply to college. Now you have to pick your top three genders. (laughs) I'm I'm feeling. I just want people, the younger people, to be able to relate to you.
1: Okay, I get it. Yeah,
0: it would. You have to pick your top three genders and see which ones are not chosen. You get that one. Okay, go on. So you wanted to pick your top three. I'm just trying to relate to your story, Randy.
2: So, uh, so yeah, I was. I picked. uh, I picked my three, and the the first one was just uh, CrossFit NEA which just was basic, like Northeast Arkansas. I like it. I Uh, like it. And so they, they, they kick back with that and they're like, that's too broad. You can't, you can't do that. Covers too broad of an area. Uh, So then my, my second one was uh, CrossFit Ridge because we're our city or our town's on uh, Crowley's Ridge. Okay. And they're like, well, there's a CrossFit Ridge Avenue in Pennsylvania. I was like, it's in Pennsylvania. What's it matter? <laughs> right. Um,
0: I, I like it. It's like a Dukes of Hazard episode. Uh, <laughs> we live uh, on top of Crowley's Ridge. I jumped Crowley's Ridge in the Camaro in 1987. He's the first I've guy never, to do it.
2: We do that in side-by-sides, not Camaros.
1: All right. My bad.
2: <laughs> uh, and I don't even remember what the third one was, but they were all three like rejected. So I was like, all right, so then I kind of started looking at uh, some other affiliate names uh, like at my L1. I went to my L1 in uh, Texas and uh, Matt Chan was one of the, uh, the seminar staff. And um, so I started kind of looking at those names and I was like, well, it doesn't have to be relate to geographical location. Uh, so I kind of just started Googling some stuff, uh, trying to relate it to. Uh, I guess life and how we how we like to battle chronic disease in the inside the affiliate. Uh, so I I saw the uh, the word Cethal, and some people will say it's pronounced catal or kahal but you know what? It's my affiliate. I'll pronounce it however I want to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. so it so it's kind of.
0: And what's it, it mean? And what's it mean?
2: It means uh, ruler ruler of the battlefield.
0: Oh wow! Okay.
2: So okay. I sent that up, and they're like, that works. I was like, all right, I'm tired of trying to find a name, so we're going with that one.
0: Oh, you got Dan on here already. What, let's see what you said about Dan. Don. Don, Don <laughs> sorry, Don. CrossFit Cathal. Uh, for those of you who don't know, um, I'm looking at the CrossFit Cathal uh, Instagram account now. This is Randy's Instagram account, and he has posted a picture of the handsome new CEO of CrossFit uh, Don Fall, but not forced handsome, not like Backstreet Boy over the top handsome, Just rugged handsome some threw in the towel when the seas got rough the rest of us weather the storm in a society full of crew members be a captain awesome i love it well said
2: yeah
0: that's a i wonder if there's a crossfit him or, or a crossfit her i don't
2: know i bet we could find it on google
0: cathal is a common given name in ireland spelled uh The same in both the Irish and English languages. The name is derived from two Celtic elements, uh, Battle and uh, Rule, Battle Ruler. Do you ever, do you you like the name? Are you glad you chose it?
2: Yeah, I like it. I like, uh, it's really simple and flows off the tongue. So we always say CFC, so it's really easy. Yeah, like, but it gets uh, it gets mispronounced a lot, but that's okay.
0: I'll probably mispronounce it a few times. <laughs> um, Caleb, on the top of the notes there, it says, uh, "Start show with this." Will you play this? This is I saw this this morning. Um, uh, from uh, this is Stéphane Roché. Are you familiar with who Stephon Roché is, Randy? Uh, I'm not. Been around forever. One of the most knowledgeable people in the CrossFit space. Uh, I think he. I want to say he was a strength coach at the University of San Diego. Big, big, uh, fancy school. I, he, I think he was L one on the L one team. Then a strength uh, strength coach. Maybe even with the seals too. I don't mean to misspeak And uh, and then uh, CrossFit was lucky enough to get him back. But I saw this today, and I was like, wow, this is. This is some old school shit he's doing right here. This he's kind of like picked up the mantle of uh, this is like a Greg Glassman thing to say. OK, go ahead. Action. Find a CrossFit affiliate. If you want to do CrossFit, if you want to dramatically transform your health and fitness, find a CrossFit affiliate in your area and walk through that front door and they will change your life. And you will you will look back in, in a few days and say this was the best decision I ever made. It's funny. He says, you'll look back in a few days and it's still understated. Like he's so strong and he's so adamant about it and everything he's saying is true. But isn't it crazy that it, it it really is that easy, right? Someone can just come into CrossFit Cathal and their fucking whole life can just start getting better. Like from the second they walk in, like when they walk out that day, their life's going to be better.
2: Yeah. And I mean, we, we still do it today. Um, you know, and we're in a, we're in a small, I mean, a small town, 30,000 people. Um, some people call it like a hamburger town. You ever heard that? No. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a small town. When I think of a
0: hamburger, I think of that thing on websites in the upper right-hand corner. You know, those three lines? Yeah. Or I think of a vagina when a woman's pregnant. It gets all swollen like oh, <laughs> a yummy, like yummy hamburger. You know, like a yummy hamburger.
3: I think of In-N-Out.
0: Just a big old hamburger. Yeah,
3: In-N-Out, right? <laughs>
0: I'm different, uh, I'm different. Uh, Bill, Bill. But I do like hamburgers, regardless. Okay, but I never heard the term hamburger town. Just a bunch of pregnant women?
1: Just yeah, sure, you can sign
0: that. Okay, so it, it's a place where people come and stop to eat hamburgers, I'm going to guess.
2: Yeah, just small town. Okay. It's one of those Arkansas terms. Uh,
0: but there are there are people who come in, and how many people at your affiliate?
2: Uh, we've got roughly about 130 to 135.
0: Wow. Nice. And, uh, and probably everyone in the town knows about it.
2: Um, I don't think so. I mean, for the most part, it's hard to miss if you're driving uh, south, heading out of town. Uh, but as far as knowing about it, uh, knowing it's there, uh, yes, I would say so, but... Uh, knowing what we do, not everybody knows.
0: I bet you someone learns every day. You have any dramatic stories out of there that like, holy cow, this person turned their whole life around?
2: Uh, yeah, I have a, I have a few, uh, one, um, one is, uh, he's a member. He moved to uh, Mississippi uh, a few years back, but, uh, we were, uh, we used to have a, a foundations class where they just, we, we scheduled it uh, three days a week. And uh, so his wife stopped in and signed him up uh, and he didn't know about it. (laughs) (laughs) So he just, uh, he showed up uh, for our first foundations uh, that week. And he said, I I think I'm in the right place. Uh, My wife signed me up for this CrossFit stuff. I was like, yeah, you're in the right place. So, um, so he was like uh, almost full blown uh, type two diabetic. Uh, I was on meds, and and I it's been so long I can't remember uh, the amount of the meds he was on. But uh, he uh, he started with us. Uh, we took him through the foundations. Uh, he was in his fifties, uh, and he uh, he continued to come. You know, three days a week, and then he upped it. Uh, to where he could handle, you know, four to five. Uh, so he went back. I think he went back after it started for like a six-month uh, checkup. And uh, his doctor asked him, he said, what uh, would what have you changed? And he was like, I started doing this thing called CrossFit. My wife signed me up for it. And he said, keep going. He said, you are uh, – these numbers are the lowest that I've seen since I've had you. So he –
0: what Pretty he meant much. to say, those are the lowest numbers he's seen
2: in Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No kidding. But uh, yeah, he almost, I mean, completely came off his meds, almost 100% um, just by walking through our doors. It's
0: cra- th- that's a crazy story that his wife signed him up.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't even know what it was. So. I, uh, I, I wonder what happened. And his wife didn't go to the gym.
2: Mm-mm. I saw her like when she walked in uh, to sign him up, mm-hmm. and then that was it. I mean, I, uh, she would come to like our our uh, you know Christmas parties, things like that. But, yeah, when you
0: have when you have clients like that, do you try to recruit them too? When you see her at the Christmas party, you're like, come on, Janet, Bill did it. Come on,
2: let's let's <laughs> oh, get yeah. you in here. Yeah, of yeah. course, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, look what we did. Look what we did for your husband. Like, get in here
0: hey i'd love to hear her story like why she did that i wonder if like she was just like going through youtube she saw some old video that said hey crossfit will save your can save your life and she's like well shit my husband needs his life saved and she signed up i wonder what the the origin story is to that do you know
2: i I don't she probably told me but i forgot because it's been so long ago and i have a terrible memory
0: it's 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 great i mean that takes balls to sign someone up for crossfit (laughs) yeah like what yeah, if she would have signed her husband up for ballet? Here's <laughs> your tights. Here's your shoes.
2: Yeah, but he, uh, he. I mean that dude. His name was Warren. We called him uh, Warren G. So yeah, that's his
3: name, right? <laughs> I like it. Perfect. Yeah. You
0: you have two kids, Randy?
2: Oh uh, yeah, two step kids.
0: Teenagers.
2: Yes, Cannon and Kinley. How old are they? Uh 14. I may have messed up. They may be 13. My wife's probably listening right now. Are they,
0: are they twins? <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, they're twins. Don't they look alike? I can't tell. Everyone looks
0: Yeah, you guys you guys all look alike. <laughs> and then and then they're your stepkids. Racist. How, how 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 is that um uh t- living with teenagers? Do they go to the gym?
2: Uh Canon does. Uh, he's, he's been going for a couple of years now. Uh, so he, he loves baseball and, uh, he's, he's pretty salty at it too. Um, and then Kenley's just a naturally gifted, uh, track athlete. So she's fast, uh, but she's not, she's not faster than me. So I don't care what, uh, (laughs) what they say. (laughs) Soon, buddy. Soon. She probably actually is, but I won't say that to her.
0: And and you played a uh, uh, high school football, baseball, track and field. You did it all.
2: Yes, except basketball. I uh, I stopped playing basketball at uh, seventh grade because that's when I stopped growing, probably.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and tell me how <clears throat> tell me how your paths crossed with uh, CrossFit.
2: Oh man, uh, it was really in Afghanistan or right before we, we left or deployed to Afghanistan. Uh,
0: 2009. uh,
2: Yes. So we were there. uh, We actually got in country uh, at the end of 2009 and spent the majority of 2010 uh, over there. Uh, So I was somewhat introduced to it uh, before, before we left. So we were training uh, stateside and our, our armory, uh, was on campus of Arkansas State University, which uh, was co-located with their ROTC program, and the uh, the professor of military science there uh, then was uh, Lieutenant Colonel Jeff Helms, and uh, he loved CrossFit, and he always had his uh, cadets out there in the morning doing uh, physical training, and they were being do they would do CrossFit, so. I got a little bit of experience uh, then just kind of I'd see them training. And uh, then actually when I got uh, overseas, we uh, we got out on a, a fob just west of Kandahar City. And there was uh, there's about 200, 200 of us there. And we had a little gym that was like a tent. So it had like, you know, some functional training equipment like some nasty kettlebells, um, some like beat up wall balls and like a dip station and pull up bars. And then the. Uh, Thank you, Caleb. Uh,
0: FOB, my, uh, forward uh, operating base. So, so when you right. say FOB and it says forward operating base, that's um something that's closer to the, that's a base close to the danger.
2: Yes, correct. So we're okay. every, every individual on there was, uh, we were running combat missions daily.
1: Okay. Okay. Wow. So, um,
2: but my, uh, my communications then, he was our communications uh, NCO, non-commissioned officer. Uh, and and he was doing uh, just some CrossFit stuff over at that little uh, makeshift gym. And uh, I saw him kind of walking back from it uh, one evening when I got off mission. And he was just like dirty and sweaty. And I mean, he just, he looked like he'd like been crawling through the, the desert sand. And I was like, what have you been doing? He's like, I was doing CrossFit over here, and i was like, okay. i was like, I want to try it out with you. And so, uh, the next the next day, I went over there and I went with him, and uh, we uh, we hit a main site workout, and uh, I think had some kettlebells and like some dips and pull ups, and then uh, man, the rest is history. So
0: addicted right away. Did it, and we're like, oh shit, I need this.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't like any. It wasn't like any other training that I'd ever done. You know, I I, I was your typical, I did your uh, your your standard power lifts. Uh, and then I, I incorporated some uh, speed work uh, in my training. I'd go out and do sprints, um, long, slow distance, but uh, nothing like that.
0: You already I knew I how to cross- deadlift when you came to CrossFit? You already had, you'd done that before? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that most of us who came during during you know with the herd that I came with hadn't done that. Maybe I'm wrong, but I know a lot of us hadn't, right? I mean, we were like strictly the group that I came from were um, lat pull down machine, bench press, um, you know, tricep extensions, cables. I mean, even even when I used to go to the Global Gym, I was like one of the only people who did uh, pull ups,
1: like yeah, actual so pull
0: ups. Like the pull up bar was always empty at at, at you know Golds or twenty four hour fitness or wherever I went.
2: Yeah. Uh, so when I got I've back, never
0: seen a kettlebell or a rope or rings, fuck that.
2: <laughs> so what are those? Yeah. Uh, when I got back, I got, a uh, me and a, a friend, well, I actually met him in like a Globo gym, uh, down in the town I was living in at the time. It's like 20 minutes south of us. Uh, I was going to this gym and, I uh, saw him doing the main site workout across the gym and I went up, kind of started talking to him and, So we started doing the main site workout together in here and they they like, I don't want to say they kicked us out, but they're like, hey, man, you can't be doing handstand walks down the indoor track. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You can't do do handstand pushups like, you know. It's um,
0: weird when you're at a gym and you're told you can't do stuff. And to you, it seems totally – we weren't uh, – I used to work out at the University of California, Berkeley gym. Overhead squats were a no-no. Deadlifts were a no-no. Wall balls were a no-no. They had all this shit. You know, <laughs> like all the Olympic lifts were a no-no. It's Berkeley. Yeah.
3: I'm surprised they had a gym at all.
0: I, well, and it was crazy because it was a beautiful gym, but – tons of rooms, but – and I did drop a uh I, I did drop an overhead squat of 175 from the from the top one time. I was doing like some max effort on the metal
2: plates or what are they? Uh
0: have they, I think they were not metal, but you know what I mean? They were rubber, but like the the no, metal. Like rubber casing. Yeah, the nah. yeah, the ones where you used to hold the the sides to move the forty-fives around. <laughs> yeah, the, they have the grip and yeah. Um and, and and actually, now that I think about it, I, I think I actually maybe had a safety bar down at the bottom. So it didn't hit the ground, but it was still fucking chaos. I mean, it was chaotic when it, <laughs> when it went. And, you know, you're kind of proud. I, as a crossfitter, you're kind of proud. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I, I, I think I was going, I did 10 and I went for 11 and uh, and it fell. And I was like, I didn't care. I was kind of like proud. I went to failure, which is kind of different, <laughs> right? Than, than other gym activities.
2: Yeah, I'm very
1: different.
0: Oh, and, and so you, you, you're, did you have, what was your job um, before you on the CrossFit gym? What did you do besides uh, being the national guard?
2: I was trying to finish school and they kept pulling me out and deploying me. So it took, uh, I took seven years to get my undergrad. Lots of people go to school for seven years, right? I
0: I think I was going to say I did, I can't remember now if I did seven or 10. It wasn't deployments (laughs) that stopped me though. It was, girls marijuana frisbees and ecstasy and frisbee yeah and natty light
2: um so i i worked through college for uh i just had a, a little job with an industrial supplier i was a delivery driver so i was just driving all over uh industrial park uh delivering parts to big factories um and then after that uh, you know, after I graduated, I, I finally got back, when I got back from Afghanistan, uh, I had 19 hours uh, left to graduate. And I was like, oh, I got to get done with school because I'm tired of going. So I got, uh, I got my undergrad out of the way. And I, uh, I was, I started working for the guard. Uh, it's, uh, it's full time, but you're not like permanent. So now it's called uh I think it's called full-time National Guard operational support
0: hey do do um, they do they ask you to do that because you, you're capable are they like okay we this guy Randy's like an overachiever or were you like okay I'm gonna apply for this job or were people like saw hey we need to keep this guy close
2: No so ones? it just depends uh, I mean it, it, it can vary so we had uh, we had another unit that was getting spun up to deploy uh, so they uh, they'll hire on additional help uh, they're they're kind of, they're called project officers. So they, uh, they brought me on. It was for about a year. Uh, I was working, uh, working as a project officer for our engineer battalion. Uh, and at the same time, uh, two good buddies of mine, they were in the process of, uh, standing up, uh, CrossFit natural state down in Jonesboro. Okay. So, uh, that's, uh, that's who I went to Texas with to get my, my level one. Uh, and we, we got in a tornado on the trip down to Texas. This is kind of crazy,
0: uh, guys. Wow. That um, don't uh let Randy fool you. That happens to everyone in Arkansas uh, every third day. In the <laughs> he's like trying to make it like it's a big deal. It's the only big deal to
2: us. We we got in one going to Nashville too, or Franklin. We went to a CrossFit mobility cert, and on the way back we got into a tornado.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Fucking nuts.
2: But. Uh, no, I was working, uh, working the project officer and then, uh, you know, I was helping them coach in the morning and then the afternoon. And, um, then, uh, the, the, the funding for the project officer position, they kind of fund it quarterly. So you, you know, like three months out if you're going to continue on orders or not. Uh, so they, they're coming to the end of, uh, end of the year and, the the unit was getting ready to head out. So kind of saw the writing on the wall. And, uh, so I started looking at opening up my own affiliate uh, at that time.
0: What year was that again?
2: So they opened, uh, CrossFit natural state opened in 2011. So, so, and then so I, uh, I worked 2011, 12, uh, and then, um, after I graduated uh, kind of in between jobs, this is kind of funny, but I started doing a uh, personal training at 10 fitness, but I had a huge sticker on the back of my truck at the time that said CrossFit natural state. <laughs> so I would pull into 10 fitness to meet, uh, meet my clients and i would be like, kind of looks weird, you know, CrossFit natural state truck sitting underneath the 10 fitness sign. And, um, you know, the, the people I would train. I mean, what kind of workouts do you think we would do?
0: Uh, is that where you met your wife?
2: Uh, no, I didn't meet her till I opened my affiliate. Uh,
0: so, for those of you who aren't familiar with the United States of America, uh, they and them are over here in San Francisco <laughs> and uh, he is over here on the red dot. And so this is San, uh, San Francisco, Las Vegas, Albuquerque, Uh, Austin down here. And then all the way over here is Jonesboro. And then as you come up, he's, I guess he's closer to the East coast and the West coast. And then you come over here and it's the um, Eastern side of the United States. So he's, he's right in the middle. It's a total, it's a, it it might as well be a different, we might as well be in different countries. It's a totally different uh, lifestyle, a good one, a good one, a healthy one. Is, is, is your town a good place to raise kids?
2: It is. Um, You know, it's big enough Good people. Yeah, 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 it's big enough to uh I guess you could call it a city over here in the Midwest. You guys probably wouldn't, but um
0: Where's it, how close uh, is the closest Apple store to you?
2: Uh Memphis.
0: How how far is that?
2: Oh shit. Like a state an over? Hour. Damn. No, it's just an hour south. I mean, not that far.
0: <clears throat> but Memphis, Tennessee, different state though.
2: Yes. Yeah, okay. There might be one in Little Rock central arkansas i don't know um
0: when you were how was how was your deployment if you were on a fob did you see some hairy shit was it scary did did, did life altering shit happen to you
2: yeah i mean yeah we uh we got into some uh pretty uh sticky situations uh so we were a uh we were a route clearance and reconnaissance uh platoon or company so we uh our mission day-to-day is we went out and drove about three to five miles an hour down the road and humongous vehicles and uh look for roadside bombs um
0: did you ever find any
2: yeah we found oh. a lot <laughs> sometimes they found us but hmm. you know, the uh you know the
0: you ever find anyone who's planting one as your wow wow You ever find one at, you ever see someone laying one down as you roll up like kids spray painting on a wall, but it's some dudes putting down a bomb.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We saw plenty of that.
0: Um, Damn. What do you do? Do you engage those people or do you wait till they put it down and then pick it up behind them?
2: No. So our rules of engagement were different. So we had to have what's called PID or positive identification, uh, before we could engage. And a lot of times, uh, they had to engage us first, but, um, the ROE changed, I think, once or twice while we were over there. And uh, it was, uh, I think, the coolest one was I got to watch live a uh, drone strike on two guys that were putting one in about uh, 100 meters outside of our the front gate of our fob. So, they, I think, don't give me a line because I don't know, like, levels that these drones fly out. But I think it was 11,000 feet. Um, is where it, you know, fired in and uh, knocked out these two guys that were putting in a, a roadside bomb.
0: So you, I just picture like it's a schoolyard. You're against the chain link fence inside the fob. And you know it's – and you're looking up and there's a drone and you're looking at the dudes. Is it like that? And you and your buddies no, are we like got to chew in and you're like, <laughs> those guys are fucked.
2: I mean, kind of, but we were watching on a, uh, on a TV in our uh, tactical operations center inside our tent. So they had to put up, pulled up on a, like a big, like 50 inch screen, like the, uh, basically the camera from the, from the drone.
0: I know this uh, is, I know this is your podcast. Sorry. Hold on one second. Have you got to do that yet, Caleb? Have you seen the 50 inch screen and the look over the fence?
3: (laughs) We're doing
2: a lot of looking over the fence. We don't get to see the screens out here. All right. All right. Right. Uh,
0: Okay. Sorry. So, so you're watching the screen.
2: Yeah. And then, uh, so it, You can tell when, I guess you can tell when, like, the drone fired because it kind of, the screen shook, and it did the little uh, snow fuzzy. Yeah. Uh, And then they came back online, and uh, it was like a, I don't know, like a three seconds, three seconds to impact. Uh, And it, like, I mean, it smoked them. I mean, you could tell right before it hit, they heard it coming because it was like a a reflex. And then it was just, I mean, there there was nothing left of them. I mean,
0: what, what, what happens Two guys pull up in a fucking old Toyota pickup truck and fucking lower the tailgate and they carry out something that's the size of like what a basketball. And you see them starting to bury it in the ground and leave a little piece up. And then, and then, and then, and and someone sees that and they're like sending a drone strike. And then they're like, Hey guys, come over and watch this.
2: Uh, I mean, we, we didn't see, I mean, that could be the case, but, uh, these guys just were carrying, they were like 40 gallon jugs, like, Yellow jugs, they look like uh, fuel jugs, yeah, uh, and, they, and they were uh, packed with uh, what we called uh, God what was it called uh, Hme homemade explosives, so fertilizer um, and and they would pack these jugs with uh, this Hme and then they would bury it because I mean the the routes that we drove out there were it was like driving in the desert real sandy. So they would bury it, and most of them were what was called pressure plate uh, IEDs. So if our vehicles drove over and it basically connected the you know the wires, it would detonate on us. Uh, some of them were were cell phone detonated. Some of them were uh, command wires. So they would run like a wire back to like a firing point, you know, a few hundred meters away. And then as our vehicles passed over, they would touch the wires to the battery or touch them to whatever, and they would detonate the, uh, the bomb, but
0: the uh, balls of these guys to come within a hundred meters.
2: Yeah, they got really close. That was, I mean, we, we got into some, some hairy stuff. Like, I mean, 200 meters outside our front gate. It was, it was pretty wild.
0: And I'm uh, uh, sorry for my ignorance. And these are Taliban.
2: <laughs> uh, yes. So we were, uh, we were there, 2010. So I think the, uh, I think the Marines were, they were down in the, and we operated in the Helmand province a little too. And so the, the Marines were down uh, Helmand province area and they were trying to push, uh, push all the, the enemy up towards central and into Kandahar city. Uh, and then the army was up Pakistan border So they're basically trying to squeeze into Kandahar city, which is, um, I believe where the Taliban originated at. Uh, and then it would just be basically a a fight, you know, just trying to squeeze them in and then burst the bubble. So we, we were, we were operating really close to Kandahar city. You know, what was weird is, uh, when we got out to, uh, our fob, it was pretty, it was pretty dead for a while. And then the, uh, we were co-located with the unit from uh, the Fourth Infantry Division, and they were like, "Oh, it'll pick up on this day." Like they had the day like pinpointed down. We're like, "Okay, like that's pretty random." And they're like, "No, it'll pick up. It's called fighting season." It's like, "Okay." So, I mean, we drove on, and then like, no crap, like that day that they said it, like, it kicked off. It was like uh,
0: fighting season is is that a weather related?
2: Uh, no, I think it's a uh, religious, religious related. Oh shit. Yeah.
0: When, when, when I see things like, um, that happened, uh, like the, the protesters at January 6th, like all those people march and they just kind of just start marching into the Capitol. I, I trip on that. I'm like, like they would have never let that happen at my high school. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they, like, I don't, I don't understand why something like that can't be stopped. Like it looks so easy to stop that. <clears throat> Like just bring in a bunch of trucks, the water cannons and spray those fucking people down. And the same thing when I watched what happened, you know, in Afghanistan, like how do all those people, like when you see that and you see that giant military jet and there's dudes like on the tarmac with it, are you tripping? Like, how does that,
1: it, Yeah, it I mean, so that would-
0: unprofessional. Like, I wouldn't let that, I wouldn't let anyone get that close to my kids. Any Like, you know what I mean? How, how does that happen? Like when you watch that, are you thinking that too? How the fuck did that happen?
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's wild as, I mean, because, you know, we had guys that were, um, you know, they were, they weren't there when it happened, but you know, we, we had guys that flew in and out of there. Um, so it was pretty much secure. You know, we, we had that place secured when we were there.
0: And I you know, know where I that there. you know where that was. Do you recognize that airfield where all those people were?
2: Yeah, which I do. Uh, we we were actually in Kandahar Airfield, um, but you know, similar situation. It was it was secured as well. That was where that was where we pushed out of or flew into, and then we pushed out to our our FOB from Kandahar Airfield. And I was like, you know, just trying to relate it to that. I was like, man, that place was secure. I couldn't. It's hard to hard to imagine uh, what that feeling, like what the tensions were like for those guys that were over there trying to secure, you know, the Marines and Army. Um, it's uh, I don't, it's something and, I couldn't wrap my head around.
0: And how desperate, um, when you were there, did you sense any of that desperation from the civilians there? I mean, basically, the story goes like this, right? Those people were so fucking scared that the, I mean, this is just the layman's understanding. Those people who were there, those um, uh, Afghanistan citizens were so fucking scared that the US was leaving that they were trying anything they could to leave with the US because mm-hmm. they thought they would be killed as soon as the US left. It's like think I, I just, just imagine it's like mom's leaving and fucking dad's going to rape me or beat me. I mean that's like I mean those I, people were desperate. Is that yeah, the Yeah, I mean there?
2: they were I, I didn't I didn't feel like that. You know, I, we we had a pretty strong presence uh when I was there. So, you know, our interactions with the uh, locals, the local population, it was, you know, it was we uh, we we had pretty friendly interactions with them. Um, I mean,
0: they obviously felt safe around the Americans. No one's running out. The, I mean, none of those people were violent towards the Americans. They were trying to leave with leave with them.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it it, it wasn't it didn't feel like that when I was there. Uh, I'm sure it existed, but it, it just didn't. It, I didn't experience that
0: so uh, um w- when you when you see that do you have opinions on it do you have thoughts on it like you know the the there was uh the, the the story coming out of the news was that it was done inappropriate the departure was done inappropriately jeopardized a lot of people's lives and that a lot of equipment was left behind that shouldn't have been
2: uh, yeah. i think do you agree I, with that narrative or i do agree i mean i'm i don't know my opinion usually uh I was just talking to, <laughs> she's probably listening right now. I was just talking to one of my uh, master sergeants yesterday. Um, and I said, I, I don't know. I'm just a field grade officer. My opinions usually don't matter. So <laughs> uh, I, think, uh, I think it could have been planned uh, a lot better. I really do. I mean, there, there were lives lost in it. You know, we still are at, at my box. I still I have the names of uh, each of those. Uh, soldiers, Marines, and uh, airmen written on the whiteboard. Uh, you know, that was over a year ago in August. Uh, just, you know, it, it sucks to see that that amount of lives lost uh, on something that, you know, from, and I, and I don't know the details. Obviously, I don't know, you know, what the full details are. But
0: whatever was happening it, there out, was pretty bad. If People were handing babies to American soldiers. Yeah. No one, like that's a, that's a yeah. really, really <clears throat> fucked up situation. Like, it, yep. I don't think it gets worse than that. I, I The only thing I think of is just Auschwitz, right? You would hear stories mm-hmm. like that of like Jews being taken away on the trains and they give their baby to a German family who they said would protect it. I mean, that's what, yeah. I mean, I can't think of any other, as soon as I saw, I mean, throwing your baby to protection. I mean, that's a fucking crazy decision to make. That'll be the hardest decision you make your entire life.
2: Yeah. As if you're, you know, throwing your
3: own kid to, to uh, safety.
2: Hopefully. Yeah.
3: And yeah. And that means there's certain death.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That means you think that there's certain death.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. For sure. If you stay there and that baby's still there, you're all going to die.
1: Yeah.
0: How how long do you think you'll stay in? You, you look uh, good. You look like you could make it another 17 years and be like, I beat you dad. I beat you. <laughs>
2: Uh, I don't know about that uh, so when I got, when you get hired on full-time uh, in the AGR program uh, you have to accumulate 20 active federal service years uh, so I had some that I'd accumulated prior to with deployments things like that and um, I've been been in a little over three years in the AGR program so I've got uh, I've got about I, I, I I can't be exact. Um, I should track it a lot closer, but uh, it's probably eight, eight to nine left. So when I'm close to 50.
0: And the finish line is when you get some sort of retirement, right?
2: Yes. Right. Okay.
0: Is your dad still alive?
2: He is. Yeah. What's he think about the whole CrossFit thing? Uh, He doubted me when I first told him I was going to do it. Yeah. (laughs) Sounds like a smart dad. Yeah, he he just played devil's advocate. That's all he was doing. But he he'll tell you that you know he's like oh, I didn't think he'd make it. And I was like, yeah, I know you didn't. That's why I proved you wrong, <laughs> along with everybody else. <laughs> but yeah, he uh, he's uh, he's happy. You know, it works. He uh, he's healthy. Seventy-two. Uh, he's got a uh, got about two hundred acres uh piddles with cows and hay and just works out on the works out on his land he's been retired for oh man like 12 years
0: how close is he to you
2: about an hour drive
0: and, and when you say he piddles with cows um uh, milking or for meat or uh, companionship
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> companionship
0: <laughs> Yep, yeah, he's got pet uh, cows
2: no he uh it's for meat. He'll, he'll raise them and then he'll just take them to the, uh, take them to the sale bar and sell them. Um,
0: and, and, uh, how about you? Do you got a freezer at home just full of, uh, meat that you get from your dad?
2: Yeah. So he'll, he'll slaughter one and, uh, he'll ask me if I want it. Uh, and I always say yes. So we, we, we usually do a lot of ground beef. Uh, and then he'll, he'll have some like steaks cut out of it. So, so yeah, I've got a deep freeze out in the garage.
0: Damn, what a good life, Randy.
2: Yeah, I farmed it. what is it? Farm to table. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: <laughs> is it a trip to you? You know where where I live, um, they don't they they, they have never experienced that. They just go to the local um, store and, and get beyond meat.
3: <laughs> they want to make it illegal. Is that,
2: one? Is, that, is that the one that's made out of plants or whatever? It's, yeah, not, it's not good for you. I tell you that. It's
3: made out of Bill it's, Gates
2: technology.
0: Yeah, seed oils and and all sorts of shit. They're going out of business, though. It looks like we were looking at that have yesterday. You
2: had, have you had the Incredible Whopper yet, either one of you?
0: No, is that is that not. like some Burger King's like vegan burger or something? Yeah. No.
1: <laughs>
2: I haven't had it.
0: <laughs> the Incredible Whopper. <laughs>
3: That sounds terrible.
0: Okay, so you, 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 um, tell me about the opening process, uh, the the mindset when you. So you're single, basically. You're not Mm -hmm. married when you open the gym, and you're and you're just this dude, and you're like, fuck it, I love this stuff so much, I'm gonna open the gym, and I I kind of want to know like how that process went and what the like were you thinking? Oh, I like it so much, I can train all day, or I want to help people, or what was the kind of the motivator or I'm going to get rich doing this or what was the motivating factor or
2: <laughs> get rich? That's funny.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: All right. Um, no, I, 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 got into it when I was helping, uh, helping my friends with the uh, CrossFit natural state uh, coaching. So they, uh, they eventually kind of put me into the uh, coaching their foundations. And, and I really enjoyed uh, helping people and seeing, uh, you know, seeing the success that, people would have a CrossFit. So then when I, I looked in the opening mind, um, I started looking, I started looking for locations in Paragould and started going through the affiliate process uh, of trying to name it. And, and, and
0: why? Out. Why did Gosh. you want your own? Why did you want your own?
2: Why did I want my own? Because yeah. I, I wanted, I wanted to be in control of how the affiliate was ran. I was, uh, I thought things could be done differently and better than where I was at. And I'm not, and that's not anything, you know, uh, negative towards, you know, man affiliate owner. I just, uh, I had my own leadership style and, um, my own uh, vision of a community. And, um, I saw the opportunity existed, you know, 30 minutes up the road. So, uh, that's,
0: and you liked it. You liked going, you, not only did you think you could do some things differently that you wanted to try out, but you, but, but what did you like about going to the gym every morning?
2: Uh, I liked, I liked seeing the people, um, you know, through, throughout the day it was uh, getting the, the interaction uh, with people, just the, the relationships that you can build um, with your members and, and creating that, that tight knit community. Uh, so you know that's what I, that's what I tell my coaches uh, today, even today is I tell them you know the the most important thing uh, is for you to create a relationship uh, with the member. You know we've got uh, the rest of their life to get them fit. I was like if, if they don't feel good walking in your doors, um, then they're they're not going to come back. So
0: you're good. asking for an hour of their time. I was thinking about this the other day with the podcast, too. I, I mean, I learned this, obviously, from Greg and CrossFit, them coming to you, your goal should for it to be their best hour of their day. Like they're giving you an hour of their life. Right. Yeah. And I feel like yeah. that about the podcast, like, holy fuck, something better be said or done on here to where people feel like they're getting value. Mm -hmm. not because I want to keep them, but because I don't want to be, I don't want to be a scumbag. I want to take this serious. I I respect people's time. Like you said, relationships. Yeah. That's a great reason to have a gym. I, because you like the relationships.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, that's the, it's the community aspect really. And it ties into, that ties into everything about what, uh, you know, CrossFit strives for with uh, creating community. Uh, And that's uh, that's the most important and uh, still is, uh, is that, you know, you help you help people feel part of a community, uh, a supporting community. Uh, You know, it's not just like I'm going to support you and get you fit and get you a 400 pound back squat or whatever. But, uh, you know, outside of our our walls, too, we we support our members and, uh, you know, we try to be there for them and do things for them. Uh, do fundraisers. Um, I mean, you, you see these stories all over, uh, the CrossFit world. So, uh, that's, that's one of the best parts of it. And,
0: and, and, and when you opened your, when you opened your own gym, did the, did the gym you were at get upset at you? Were they disappointed, angry, supportive? How's that work? No,
2: no, they were, they were supportive. Uh, so they were, they were kind of in the process of, uh, they, they owned, uh, they had a co-ownership. Uh, so they were kind of, um,
0: so you knew exactly what not to do. You're like, okay, don't open with someone. <laughs> no
3: co op. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, that was that was number one lesson learned. Um, but no, they were uh, they were very supportive. So they uh, they were kind of at a crossroads of. Uh, you know, one of them buying out the other, and and just taking on sole ownership, and the the other one. I mean, both of these guys they had families of four, so I mean, you can imagine the affiliate model starting out. That's that's tough to support. Um, you know, eight people, um, and, and in this part of the of the country. You know, it's uh, it's still CrossFit still has like a, uh, and I don't know, maybe it does there too, but it, it still has kind of that stigma you know, of the, the dangerous and um, the, I don't know what else, the fake pull-ups and uh, the CrossFit games. Like, I was like, that's not what we are. Right. It's like the, and I tell everybody uh, that comes into the gym and they ask about it. I, you know, the first question I asked them is how did you hear about us? And some of them will say, Oh, I saw the CrossFit games online or I saw it on, on TV and I, I stop them. I'm saying, hold on. I was like, all right, that, the CrossFit games, I was like, that's the NFL or the Major League Baseball. I was like, we're the Sandlot. I was like, this is Sandlot. I was like, yes, we do that. I was like, but that is the professional, you know, the top half percent of our, you know, community and, and what what they do.
0: Oh, look at all the kids. God, I love that picture. <laughs> and a dog
2: kids dogs yeah
3: <laughs> how many people would you say come in that said they saw it on the CrossFit games and are interested in starting like is that a, a big percentage of the people that come in or is that a
2: smaller one no it's pretty small okay uh, yeah it's just a just a handful that i can remember having that conversation with cuz uh, right. it's like you got to slow those people down like especially if they're dudes right and you can tell they've maybe done some lifting in their – back you know their past they're like hey slow down you know you're this is going to be different for you um you know it's going to chew you up and spit you out if you don't you don't come in with a you know open mind and and scale this back so
0: i don't know what people think about crossfitters i always assume that that everyone i know who knows that i do crossfit knows that i'm fitter than them I just assume that they know that I assume if I walk in <laughs> somewhere and I wear my CrossFit shirt, everyone knows that I could beat him in a foot race, but, but it's weird. The other day I, I, uh, I went to play 10. I don't play tennis. I, you know, I just fuck around. My kids play it and in, in the kids tennis program, all the parents are hardcore tennis players and all the kids are, but not me. And my kid was playing my kid and I met up with this mom and, um, and uh, her kid and they played tennis for like two and a half hours. And then the mom said, Hey, you want to play doubles against our kids? And I said, sure. And like, I, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Right. I just hit the ball. I just have a racket and we're out there playing. And I was definitely the weak link between me and this lady for sure. Um, but she goes, holy shit, you're fast. And, and, the, and then the other day when I was playing Frisbee on the beach for two hours with one of my sons and this man comes up to me and goes, how old are you? And I go 50. He goes, I can't fucking believe I watched you out here playing Frisbee for two hours with your kids. It's like, yeah, I CrossFit. Like what, like what, what? I just have to assume everyone knows, like we're not fucking around. We're different.
2: Yeah, I still I mean, God, I've been doing it going. We're capable.
0: On. We're capable.
2: Thirteen, yeah, fourteen years. And um I mean, people still give me a hard time for it. They joke about it, but I mean I just I laugh it off now. So it's
0: It allows us just to do, to be, to do so much more. We contribute. I mean, I I hope most CrossFitters are like this, but we're the guy who's like lady shopping cart gets stuck in a crack and it's full of shit and weighs 150 pounds. And we can come over there and just lift the back out for them. Just, you know, to, I mean, it's like nothing for us. Right. And And it's like, it's just, yeah, I, I, I don't know if people, how people think of it. I I do, I do believe that all the haters, I I do believe. And I know that all the haters are, um, it's just ignorance. It's intimidation and ignorance. I don't see any of that among my cohort. I don't think I don't see a, um, I see 99.999 to infinity benefits of, of the methodology.
2: Yeah, I think, I think you're right on that. Um, uh, the ignorance is like, uh, was it, was it Glassman that said it said, you don't know what you don't know. And it's just, you know, they're not educated on it. And that's the thing that we do in our, our foundations. So we, we, we do a foundations now. It's like, I want one-on-one time, uh, with these new people coming in. Um, and I want it to be, yes, we, we're going to assess your movement. We're going to assess your limitations, your fitness level. But I want you to educate. I want you to be educated on what CrossFit is, right? So everything from what our crazy acronyms are to to how we scale it to meet the stimulus. Um, and and my coach, uh, I call her my head coach, uh, Natalie. Uh, she takes on all of our foundations and she does an outstanding job breaking it down. You know, they they meet with her three times uh, over the course of two weeks, and uh, she breaks it down uh, within the hour uh, to, to teach them about the, the movement standards, uh, not only the movement standards and maybe new movements that they, they've never seen in any other exercise program, but also to educate them on CrossFit and, and what the benefits are. You know, just not being a gym warrior. And being, uh, being able to uh, apply this to uh, your your everyday life outside the, the gym wall.
0: You have a post on your Instagram. It's called the ideal gym member. I really liked it. Maybe maybe uh, it's it's the very last one, Caleb. Very last one. I should have numbered these. Sorry. Maybe I'll. Oh, here we go. I used to think that anybody who wanted to get fit was someone I wanted in my gym. Now I want people who don't complain, who are coachable, and who want to be part of a community. We've turned people away because they weren't a good fit for us. When does that evolution come? Are you already an affiliate owner and you're like, God, I hope I can get a lot of fit people in here. And then after a couple of years, you're like, actually, that's not what I really want is people who are coachable, who don't complain, who want to be a part of the community. When does that shift happen?
2: Wow. I really don't, I don't know when this shit happens, but I think it comes with time. Um, I, I wouldn't say it comes with, with number, you know, a number of members, um, because, you know, as a, as an affiliate owner, you're, um, uh, you're looking at numbers. I mean, you're looking at bottom line, you gotta, you gotta pay the rent, you gotta keep the lights on. Um, but you know, at some point it, it's, it converts back to, uh, quality you know quality of your life uh, and your hour or multiple hours that you're spending coaching right so you don't want to be in there and I, I can probably say that uh, 99% of uh, affiliate owners or even coaches that are listening you know they they've had those members that uh, that are just not coachable uh, that don't want to listen and, and do their own thing and and they become toxic to the community. You know the other members see it, uh, and that's just not somebody you want uh, inside your gym. Uh, somebody who who doesn't want to get better, uh, doesn't want to be coachable. And I'm like, you know, I mean, if you're not coachable, I mean, if you know it all, then I mean, go open your own affiliate.
0: Have you said that to someone?
2: Uh, I've kicked uh, I've kicked one individual out my entire time as an affiliate owner.
3: What does oh, that look it? like? You yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I, to uh, <laughs> that's that's what I want to say. I like. like this. Oh, is- <laughs> uh, you want
2: the juicy stuff. I see. Absolutely.
3: Hey, I've been through it nine years <laughs> myself, man. I know. I got. I love stories Greg's too. stories
0: too, where he he's like he either kicks someone out or he just works to kick them out. He just coach them like,
3: up just, or coach
2: them out.
0: Yeah, that's like. Yeah, Greg says you just go over and just fucking make it so they don't want to
2: come <laughs> back. Um, I mean, mine had to do with. Uh, some inappropriate stuff being said to uh, one of my coaches. Um, and I told that coach, I was like, I said,
0: was that a boy being attracted to a girl?
2: Yes. Oh yeah. HR had to step in HR
0: you put on your HR hat.
2: Yes, man. I'll tell you what. And I was like, uh, I was like, I, I said, you need to confront him or I will. And she had no issues. Confirmed, she still coaches for me today. So she, yeah. <laughs> she's awesome. like, "Oh no, absolutely, I will say something." Um, so you know, she she confronted him, uh, and, and he, will you tell
0: us what he said?
3: Is it, in, is, there, is, it is it okay to tell us?
2: Because like I would like it to check was, out your snatch. No, it was like. Uh, uh, no, that's
0: a good guess. I, I like that, Susan. No, that's a good
3: I guess.
2: I can't be exact, but it was.
0: Is it like, no girl's going to tell me what to do? Or was it like, damn, you got nice tits?
2: No, it was like.
0: (laughs) What side of the fence was it on? It's
2: okay if you don't, it was, uh, yeah, it was on that side. If you don't like, uh, if you don't like me, it's okay. I got plenty of other women in here that like me. Oh, wow. Wow. Come on, dude. So, uh, you know, she was married and she was like. "Uh, Oh, wow. Uh, So I confronted him about it. And I was like, and he, he lied to me. He was like. You know, he kept lying. I was like, I'm going to give you one more chance. i was like, if you tell me the truth, I can work with you. Um, he didn't. So I'm like, man, you got to go. I said, it's not, uh, this isn't the place for you.
0: Relationships, I said, I that shit's going to happen, right? Relationships. Yeah.
2: yeah. So, I mean, that was years ago. It was like, God, that was two, two locations ago. So like 2000. <laughs> I'd say 15.
0: How many locations have
2: you been at? Uh, First location uh, was 900 square feet. Uh, We knocked a wall out within a year. Um, And then we moved to a standalone location. It was 3,000 square feet. Next move was an old uh, warehouse, uh, like truck repair shop. Um, And then... From there, I uh, took the plunge and bought some land and we built our own.
0: Oh, shit.
2: Yeah, that's the one you're in now, right? With the photos
3: of it and yeah. stuff we see. Yeah. yeah, that place looks awesome. Wow. Good on you. I,
0: I would be, that sounds like the worst thing to ever do. <coughs> Move a gym. That sounds like, well, compared to most businesses,
3: it's easy. I you mean, you're probably just. And, God, and usually you have like a lot of work community of people that are fit that usually would, you know, if you bring them some food and stuff at the end, they usually come and help out, grab a ball ball, slide a mat over, throw it in the truck and drive it down the street.
2: Yeah, God, that's,
0: that's a dope place, man. Congratulations. Yeah, Look at that, that really roof.
2: Nice. Yeah, that's, you know, that's And that's kind of a, uh, if you go back to talking about, um, you know, why, why I opened, uh, but you know, as we started building the community, uh, there, there was just not a lot of. Uh, oh, that's nice. Great location. Yeah. And I was just like, you know, I, I want to build something for my community. Like, I want, like, I didn't build it for me. Um, I mean, yes, you know, I pay the note and the mm-hmm. property tax, property taxes, which property taxes are, you know, whatever rip off. So,
3: uh, coming to California, brother. Uh, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> no, <right. laughs> you really want to get it. <laughs> Are there? Did how what size square, square footage is this one now? Sorry if you already said it, but
2: uh, so it's 6,000 square feet.
3: Wow, nice
2: 60 <clears throat> wide and 100 long. And then we've got uh, I've got a build out upstairs, uh, where I put my office and just a big, uh, open kind of a balcony. Or, um, so we've got about 1200 feet or 1200 feet upstairs. Oh, but, that's awesome.
0: You're approaching 10 years, yeah. Oh, is that guy your client right there November 21st to 22nd, that yoke dude? No,
2: that was a uh, that was a repost. I think that was uh, uh That's the dude Hiller approach.
0: Okay, that's the God. dude Hiller approach. Hiller accuses of being juiced up and he Hill- and then they they had a confrontation. It it was it was good but intense at um at the CrossFit games. That guy's body is ridiculous.
2: Yeah. Goals, <laughs> yeah. right?
0: He is a specimen. I mean, Hiller's a big dude and this dude was standing next to Hiller and he's dwarfing Hiller. This is a solid man. Yeah. So, so you're approaching 10 years.
2: Yeah. A decade.
0: Um, wh- why, wh- why are you still, uh, affiliated after all this time? Is, is any part of you like, Hey, um, I- I've paid enough of my affiliation fee. Wow. That place is nice, dude. You fucking yeah. murdered it. Congratulations. Yeah.
3: That's what I was looking at last night. and I, I was a little you jealous. Built,
0: so you bought the land and there was no building there and you and that was built on there? You had that no, built?
2: So, so this is kind of wild. So the very first place I looked at uh, putting the affiliate to rent was on this spot. There was like an old, uh, like 2,000 square foot um, garage building. And uh, it was there for the whole time I was... Uh, in Paragold. And then it, uh, I remember driving to my box one day and I took the road, always took the back way to it because it was faster. And I drove by this building and there was like smoke pouring out of uh, the bay door. And I was like, what the crap? Nobody was there and it had caught on fire. So that building burnt down. Uh, and then that was, uh, they ended up tearing it down finally. And then the, uh, the lot went up for sale. So, I bought the lot and then we built uh we built on it. So,
0: how much does it cost to build that?
2: That here uh with the land and the building and build out everything turnkey, it was just under 400,000.
0: God, I would want to live in there. Yeah.
3: You could. 400
0: yeah, I would wow. love a, just a giant floor plan like that for my yeah. house, so I could always see what the fuck my kids are doing.
3: And this little sleeping rock <laughs> upstairs, a little crow's <laughs> nest. You sleeping?
0: Yeah, with a fucking BB gun. <laughs>
2: yeah, dude. Yeah. That's so awesome. I was, um,
0: God, do you get? Do you still get excited? How long have you had that?
2: Uh, just over. So it'll be it'll be four years this coming February that we've been in there. February fourteenth and fifteenth is when we we moved into it so four years uh this coming february
0: i have this minivan it's it's the only um well i should my mom bought me a car when i graduated from high school and i remember well even that car i remember every morning i would wake up for years and i couldn't fucking believe it was my car i couldn't believe i had a pickup truck is it like that when you come here like every morning that you go there you're like are are you just kind of just like yeah yeah
2: i mean i (laughs) like that shit looks
0: like it never gets old that shit, oh, I mean, look I at oh, look at just those med balls in the corner. I want to go hug them.
2: Yeah. Yeah, my, my wife, she, uh, I have, to, I have to watch it because I'll just, I'll go up there and piddle, like. Yes. At time. And my wife is like, are you still at the box? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> She's like, what are you doing? I was like, I don't know. Just trying to look and see what I can do to make it better for the so members. <laughs> yep. yep,
0: Dude, my favorite part about this whole picture is the two little girls who are just at home there they're odd they're probably someone's in the pictures daughters right they mm-hmm. they 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 are so excited to go to the box with their moms because their moms are working out but then they get to see their best friend right
2: mm-hmm.
0: and i just fucking love that i mean that's the that says it all right
2: there yeah i think that's uh
0: why so yeah. many people there right then is that an event that's not are your classes that big that's nuts
2: uh did we no classes aren't that big. That may be what what's the date on that? Memorial, Memorial Day? That. So that's, okay. Murph. that's Murph, the day we did Murph.
0: So someone probably bought brought like free coffee or something and everyone showed up.
2: <laughs> yeah, pizza, you know.
0: Got awesome.
2: Lots. Um, lots.
0: This picture was like – you know like when you're talking to one of your buddies about something and then a pretty girl walks by and everything gets quiet in high school and everyone's like – that this picture did that to me. I was going to ask you about why you affiliate, and then I saw this picture, and it was – I was just, wow, overwhelmed. um why, why affiliate? Why keep affiliating? Why not just um go your way? Thank you. I took the L1. I, are, are, did you take the L2 also? Yes. Wow. Uh, did you like the L2? I'm still not going to let you answer the first question. Did you like the L2? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I did. I liked L two a lot. It was uh probably probably one of uh one of the best uh certs that I've gotten. Um I'd probably say L one, L two. Uh I would rank L two above L one.
3: You yes, would. it's more it's be, it's in terms of coaching, right? Is what you're talking about in terms of practical application where you could yeah, get it that weekend yeah. and you come back and you're infinitely better inside
2: the classroom. Like you're Yeah, better. you are. You have like this drive and the coaches do too. They're like, oh, I want to teach them so much. I'm like, that's awesome. And then the L one is just like, I mean, this is cliche, but you know, my mind was blown in the L one. I was like, wow. I was like the amount of knowledge uh, and just simplicity of how they can teach it. Uh, so that you can, you know, we, we call it, uh, we call it in the military, it's called train the trainer, you know, so you have these subject matter experts uh, and they train, um, you know, individuals and those individuals go back out into their units and they, you know, they teach and train uh, subordinates, but yeah, it was, you know, it was, it was mind blowing uh, on the L1, just the amount of knowledge you get.
0: The L one was mind blowing, and yet Randy says the L two was even better. Um, what would happen to the U S military if if they had every single guy in there take the L one, take the two day course? Would you see a massive transformation in our in our fighting force? Yes, massive, right? Yeah. Um, how many people are in the military? Uh, uh, like, uh, can you look that up? Active U S military, Caleb. I think it's a million. Is it? between all the branches from the, you, let's, let's include those guys on the boats to the coast guard ones. We go 1. 1.6. Okay. So let's say it is 1.6 million. So that means it's a, okay. Okay. 1.3. So add two zeros to that. That's 10 million. That's a $103 million. Do I have that right? No, no, sorry, one hundred three million. Uh that's one billion dollars to give every. That's one billion dollars, right? One hundred three million would be if they if they got it. Uh you just add three zeros to that, right? If it's a thousand dollars, take the L one. I'm sure. I'm sure CrossFit would give them a deal if they bought a million L ones.
3: Yeah, I get a little um, price
0: break. Get yeah, a little uh,
3: price. and all they have to do is send a little bit less to Ukraine, yeah, and we're good to go.
0: Yeah, let's negotiate that down a little bit. Let's keep it at a flat billion. So for a billion dollars, and and, and Caleb, how much did we send to the Ukraine? And and I'm okay. I'm not saying that we shouldn't send money to Ukraine, or we should. I don't mean to say that any of that shit at all. In this, I'm just. And, and I I understand that um, when people are like, "Hey, why doesn't Elon save the world instead of uh, save all the starving people instead of buying Twitter?" Money doesn't work like that. Mm-mm. But man, it seems like you would have a massive repercussion, positive repercussion, two point nine eight billion. <laughs> It seems like you would have a massive repercussion if you just put 100,000 US soldiers through the L1. I mean, it would change all their lives forever. You keep that your whole life, right? Your L1
2: expires every five
0: years. But no, but you know what I mean like college. The information. Yeah, like like yeah. we all took our L1 and we're never going to be the same. You go there for two days and you're never, ever, ever going to be the same. There's lots of things. A week will pass and nothing <laughs> happens to me that changes my life. You spend two days there and the whole trajectory of your shit has changed.
3: And other people. There's whole aisles in the everybody.
0: grocery store you'll never visit again. Never. You'll never go down the cereal aisle again unless there's some hot chick down there.
2: <laughs> right, right now they have a deal with the army that they can get it for free. Mm-hmm. how CrossFit
3: is it up. yeah that's amazing yeah
0: okay so, so sorry i just i just can't believe it, it how, the impact it would have
3: i'm pretty sure we get more worked up about the l1 and the l2 and selling it than crossfit does at this point Can
0: well that just- was pretty cool that stefan roche video is pretty fucking cool I Yeah. Mean, you can't you can't understate? i mean it's still understated but man First it, one it's, I good, to, in two it's years. good to see that coming out of hq they need yeah. to beat their chest a little bit they, they need to get on top of, of the it. Empire State Building and fucking pound that.
3: A lot of it, a lot of it. Yeah. yeah, I completely agree. We need more videos like that, but at mass scale all the time. Okay, rant over.
0: That is your. That is your. I mean, that is the cornerstone of your. Sur- that's the survival piece in the military, right?
3: Your,
2: What's that?
0: Your your, your ability yeah. to perform physically and mentally. Yeah,
2: it, I mean it. Uh, you can relate the uh, the attrition. Uh, or even the the pool of recruiting, um, I forgot how many years ago, I'll say it's like 2012. I'd have to look up the video, but uh, I think a, a retired general gave a speech uh, discussing the, the, uh, the impact that physical activity or lack of physical activity has had on the recruiting pool. Uh, and even inside the, the army uh, with uh, injury rates um, or outside the recruiting pool is they, I mean, they can't recruit because these young kids are not physically active. So they're, they can't pass a simple uh, physical fitness test uh, to, to get in. Um, and it's, I mean, you talk about, he, I mean, he did it. I don't have a video, but I mean, he did a study in the, and the, the cost The cost of uh, the army fixing these individuals uh, just due to like uh, in basic entry training uh, was—I mean, it was significant, Uh, and it was uh, a lot of it was like stress fractures
3: Mm -hmm, because they're not conditioned to it. I worked. I worked Damn. Uh, with the U.S. Air Force recruit guys, and we would help them kind of do a, a development day where they'd come in and take the pass test. And these individuals are getting ready to go to special operations. And I was yeah. discussing it with a few of the recruiters, and they were saying that they actually have the data on that everybody has just gotten weaker. And I don't mean that yeah. in a sense of like, you know, just to use that word. Like literally and physically, they've gotten weaker to the point that they don't play sports. They're not conditioned for it. The ones that even want it, maybe have it up here, end up broken with stress factors and stuff because their bodies just aren't conditioned for that type of physical activity because they weren't exposed to it at younger ages. And it's making the cost of bringing those individuals in exponentially higher because they have to cast a wider net. So more goes into marketing and then it takes more to get them through the process. And then therefore more dollars are spent just to get them through the down the pipeline.
2: Yeah, you know, we uh, I see it. Uh, I see it at my level because you know right, right now I'm a I'm an executive officer of a battalion uh, and we work uh, we work hand in hand with uh, recruiting and retention uh, and we uh, you know we have a, an individual in our building that uh, he is he's over uh, over the new uh, recruits coming in so they spend some time in uh, in R and R before they shift to the basic but they get the basic and. Uh, you know, every month we look at the losses that we have uh, for these individuals, and you know, while we're losing them, and it's uh, you know, our our chief of staff has said that it's it all relates back. Everything that we see a loss of can relate back to uh, the physical well being of a of an individual. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because if they you know if they can't pass a physical test, um, you know if they're they're being uh, processed out for. Uh, injuries, uh, then that's, that's a waste of money. And that's a loss of a number for us.
0: Yeah. Here's the crazy thing too. You could take anybody. If you made the first year of coming into the U S military CrossFit, you could take anyone. You bring them in, force them to eat this shit, start them off walking, start them off leaning against the wall and uh, if, even if they're 200 pounds overweight, in a year you would have a fucking warrior. You could do it. It would be so fucking easy. It would be so not, you, uh, n- not for the person, but that if they signed up for four no. years and you turned the first years into 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 CrossFit, here's your steak, here's your broccoli. Let's go. We're going for a walk today.
3: Yeah, I think you'd have to rewind you the
0: clock to the They should just make the fucking U.S. military giant weight loss program.
2: <laughs> yeah, at this point, the yeah. first year
0: you lose weight the second year you kill somebody
2: so have you Holy seen uh,
0: shit i'm i'm not i'm not joking it would be better than what it
2: is have you seen the new uh the new physical fitness test that they have it's been yeah. like being developed and redeveloped and we're like, oh, on no. like
0: no i've heard about like these 15 minute miles and weird shit like that though it's,
2: it's the army army combat fitness test right so our our old one was just uh you did uh two minutes you had Two minutes to do as many push-ups as possible and then you had two minutes to do as many sit-ups and then uh you had uh you had to run two miles so it all is it all is around your age like how old you are it's like where your score falls right so the older you are uh, the longer you have to run two miles or the older you are uh the less push-ups and sit-ups you have to meet the standard So that was, that was a standard or that was a test for years. I think, I think it changed in like the seventies to that. And so they just revamped it and they've been working on this new test for years now to implement it. Uh, And it's called the army combat fitness test. So if you look at it, it's got deadlift. Yeah. You better pull it up. So functional movement. So a standing power throw. So what does that look like? It's a kettlebell swing. Or you know you can train it through power cleans, ham release push up, which I like the ham release push up because if you ever witnessed a Army fitness test and you see some of these guys ranges of motion, or range of motion on the push up, or lack thereof, yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude, it's, it's comical, right? And then um, so the sprint drag carry, it's it's funny. So if 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 you've never seen somebody tap into that metabolic pathway on the sprint drag carry, it completely destroys them. And I mean they just they take off running and, and it looks like a, a newborn giraffe.
1: It's, That's a
0: great fucking picture, by the way. A great image.
2: A newborn yeah. giraffe.
0: Like um, knees knocking and shit.
2: Oh yeah. And they just they just biff it like I mean I've seen it. It's pretty funny. Um and it's so the plank they replaced the uh the plank was knees to elbow, um, and I, I mean I'm I don't care I'm indifferent I can do either but they had so many issues with knees to elbow uh, in my opinion it was because so many people could not do a knees to elbow so they lowered their standard to a plank so more yeah. people could make the standard. That's what
3: I wonder why why the hell like why would you put a plank in there like why not even a yeah. farmer carry or something because yeah. wanna, you could do that with midline stability and everything else with a farmer carry.
2: Yeah. So the sprint drag carry has a form. It has a farmer carry in it. It does. Uh, yeah. two oh, sprint
3: drag 40, okay,
2: okay. Yeah. Two 40 pound kettlebells. It's got reverse sled drag. Uh, what are
0: some of the numbers? Can we get to the juicy part? What are the numbers? What are the, what, what, what's your, what can we see these numbers, uh, Caleb? What are some of the things you have to do? Uh, fitness, uh, how to, tra- uh, 60 pound hex bar, uh, standing through, uh, it doesn't show what the requirements are
2: uh you could look them up they have a minimal and a maximum maximum uh that you can you can reach so each each event scored 100 points so you can score you know up to 100 ah, points the games. <laughs> yeah there you
0: go um uh Rand- randy why are you um why why still stay affiliated after 10 years why still pay the dues
3: Man,
1: oh, sure.
0: nope, we're not going to get to that either again. <laughs> oh,
3: uh, we go. <laughs> we're going to have to circle back to that. I'll okay, give me some more time to think about it.
0: <laughs> so max um, Max deadlift, uh, 340 is 100 points for a man, 210 for a woman uh, at, the, at the highest level. Okay. Oh, for three repetitions. Okay, so that that me see what, let still? me see what mine is. Yeah, Look at the, the man's part. weight really doesn't ever go down. I guess neither does the women's. The deadlift stays pretty steady. I think I could get I could I could get ninety points. Okay, that's good.
3: Oh, you I should do this for one of the oh, videos here.
0: That yeah. cool. okay. What's the next one? What's the uh, next next one? Oh, wait, What was that yellow line at the bottom? What was that yellow line at the bottom? That's where you just like get the fuck out of here.
2: Yeah, that's the that's <laughs> the minimum. That's the minimal you have to lift uh, to pass.
3: Oh shit!
2: So D is for degree sixty.
3: Oh, one wow, wow. So so Avi's ready.
0: Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Holy shit. That's what's crazy. My deadlift might be weak as shit. Like, I probably don't want to deadlift ever over. I don't know. I don't I don't never deadlift over 245, but I, I could probably do two sets of 50 with 140. It would hurt, but wow. That's crazy. That's the wow. Uh standing power throw. Um
2: so it's a 10 pound, like a 10 pound med ball, like a little, it's not a med ball. It's like a rubber, like slam ball.
0: Wow. Uh, th- that's pretty far to throw it. 36 feet for the dudes. It's
2: pretty easy. Actually. It is. Did you get the roll? Do you get to use nope. the roll? No, no, it's where it where it, It's where it lands.
1: Okay.
0: How do you do, is, is it small like this? Like a little D ball you shot put it or.
2: Uh, no. So you can like, so imagine, a. uh, uh american kettlebell swing
0: okay oh so, you, so that
2: okay you have, you have your back to the lane and you load and then Let's you throw, just yeah you have to release you know at a 45 and if you want max distance but
0: throw yeah. it over your head or release oh. at a 45 in front of you
2: yeah throw throw over your head okay over your head okay
0: let me see what the minimum is here <laughs> so someone has to throw it the minimum like if you're like a like a woman has to throw it like 10 feet down there at
3: the end Wow. That's... Yeah, they just have to get it over their head. <laughs> wow.
2: Hey, so the funny story on this, when when I went to the uh, the ACFT uh, instructor course uh, out in, uh, where was that at, Fort Jackson, uh, they talked about injuries. Uh, the most common injuries were on the standing power throw.
0: I could see that. Mm-hmm.
2: So how how would you, you think that they injured? Uh, what do you think they injured, like? Hip flexor, shoulder. Low, low back. That's what I would oh. assume, overextension. You know who You know who was
3: injured?
0: Dropping it on their head?
2: Yeah. So Is it? They, no. So they would smoke themselves in the face or the guy. Oh, like know. throw it straight
0: up in the air and it would come down.
2: Yeah, or they would just release it and hit their face. Or oh, oh, shit.
3: <laughs> Friendly fire. Friendly oh, fire. shit. Or
0: there are not. some goofy fucking people out there. the The giraffes would wow (laughs) baby giraffe shit
2: wow so you have a marker in the lane right down in your lane who when the ball lands they go up there and mark it and they measure it so the marker or the guy marking your your uh, standing power throw sometimes he wasn't paying attention he would get like biffed by a 10 pound ball (laughs) to the face so (laughs) so that's what they said was the most common injury when we were there Uh,
3: this makes me afraid for the shooting range That's for sure (laughs)
0: Okay, let's go through these. Uh, let's go through the next one, Caleb. Holy shit, this is great! <laughs> this is the, I'm so glad we found this standing power throw. Okay, we did that. Uh hand release push ups. Okay, so the so that you have two minutes, so that's 30, 30 a minute to get the best score.
2: Yeah, so you have to like you have to take your hands all like you know, at CrossFit our hand release push ups. We just pop pop our hands off the ground, right? Yeah. So these you have to go like all the way out into a T position. And they okay. Back
0: in. okay. That's legit. I like that. Let me see what the minimum is. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, 10? Oh, no. That's two minutes? Mm-hmm. To get 10? <laughs> I can't Did wait for you, you guys she- to look
2: at the Air Force standards.
0: Hey, do you guys see shit like this? Do you guys do you actually see someone who do, who doesn't can't do ten in two minutes?
2: Uh, I haven't yet. No.
0: Okay. Well, that's good. Oh, that's good. My okay. Goodness. Um, ten sprint, drag, carry. Oh,
2: that's my favorite one.
0: <laughs> You're pulling a sled some distance.
2: Yeah. So twenty-five meters down reverse. So it's a 90 pound sled and then, uh, 25 meters back. Okay. So first you do, you sprint, you sprint 25 meters down, 25 back, then you drag the sled, see what else? Sprint, drag, carry, drag the sled. Then you do like a side shuffle, uh, which I don't understand. Um, and then you do a carry. So you have two, uh, 40, 40 pound kettlebells in each hand and you carry it 25 and back uh and then you do your last your last ones uh sprint again i think i covered all of them so you sprint twice drag carry the kettlebell and then you uh do the side shuffle
0: okay okay
2: yeah, this one. Like I said that's this not bad. Wrecked. That's not oh, bad at all. Okay, come watch it. It wrecks people. No, it's not bad for us. No, I mean any anybody that's training CrossFit can smoke
3: yeah. this, How this, much this. does an ammo can weigh? Uh, like a fully loaded ammo can? It. I
1: don't
3: know. Buy and Google large. it. So I wonder yeah. if it's more or less than forty-four pounds or forty pounds.
0: Anything else, Caleb? On there. Let's do one more, and then I got to get to this question. <laughs> hey, maybe you don't know why you pay your affiliate fees. Maybe you don't know why. I,
2: I have to pay them to stay open. That's
0: the... Uh, the plank, north maintain. North <laughs> right maintain. Okay, so you have to hold the plank for, th- for three minutes and 40 seconds. That's legit. It's
3: a legit plank.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's legit. Let me see what the bare minimum is. 10 this seconds. Might har- this might be the hardest one. Oh, ah, yeah, that's legit. That's legit. People got to go to war. Especially if you've never done a plank.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it feels like an eternity for some people. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, my wife's fit as shit. She took a Pilates class the other day. She said they had to do two two-minute planks in it. She said that shit was hard.
3: Yeah, if you're not conditioned to planking, that's tough. As a CrossFitter, you could probably get some capacity in it and, like, a week though,
0: Uh two yeah. two mile runs. Wow,
3: that so though that's legit.
0: For uh, uh oh, oh wait, wait, let's go see the bottom. Uh
3: oh. So 1322 thirteen twenty two. Thirteen. That's fast. good. <clears throat> yeah, that's legit. And okay. In twenty two minutes. Okay. <laughs> wow. So you could bear crawl it if you had to. <sighs> wow. Yeah.
0: Twenty three for the women. That that those should be close. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Randy, what, um, what do you mean to stay open? You you think you have to pay your affiliate? I mean, why not just drop the name CrossFit and just call it, um, cathel fit, ca- catheter fit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I like, I like CrossFit. I like what it's, what it stands for. I like the, the community. I like to say that it, it all comes back to the community ties is what CrossFit, uh, um, strives for to create. And, um, you know, I, I look back at when I first started, uh, and I was, uh, I was at, uh, I had to go back to Kandahar airfield, uh, on a mission. We had to go back and get some uh, supplies. So we, we usually, uh, rested overnight there and then we would come back in the morning. But, uh, I remember going to their little tent gym in uh, Kandahar, uh, Kandahar airfield. And I, I went over there and I was going to do a workout. And they had a little section. They had you know some functional fitness stuff where there were these guys in there. And, and like when you're deployed, you can tell like you can pick out who the operators are. You know your your high speed uh, SF guys. Uh, and then you know there I was. I was a I was just a, a second lieutenant in the National Guard. You know from Arkansas. Um, so these guys were in there training and they were kind of doing their own thing. And I wanted to you know get in and knock out a wad uh, with them and, and man, they were just welcoming, you know, there was no judgment. They weren't like, Oh, you're national guard, piece of crap. Like, get out of here. You know, like, Hey man, come join us. You know, let's get, uh, let's get sweaty and, um, let's, uh, you know, let's get fit. Let's get better. And I was like, you know, that, that's kind of always stuck with me as far as, uh, you know, that's what the, the CrossFit community is. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's spread all the way over here to the other side of the world. Um, you know, on Kandahar Airfield and, and when you come back, uh, you know, come full circle there, uh, CrossFit infected, uh, every fitness industry, uh, in the world. I mean, would you guys agree?
3: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they're, Changed uh, the whole industry, forced that, the industry to change.
0: Changed yeah. every, changed everything. Olympic lifting, the way everyone yeah. does sports, the NFL, the NBA, changed everything. everything. Major league yeah. base, it changed everything.
2: Yeah, so there, everything. you know, gyms. I mean, local, even local gyms uh, in Northeast Arkansas, there, there wasn't, uh, there wasn't lifting platforms, there wasn't bumper plates. Uh, you rarely saw kettlebells, uh, a pull-up rig, uh, functional fitness stuff. But you know, after. Um, you know, when I moved uh CFC into Paragol and opened it, you know, we started seeing these other these other gyms uh incorporate uh functional fitness or CrossFit was infecting their uh their gym. And that and that's not a bad thing, you know. I mean they they have uh CrossFit equipment, uh functional fitness equipment at uh, you know, local gyms around Paragol and it's not it's really not a bad thing. Uh if these people are, are getting in there and and uh, training uh, CrossFit doesn't necessarily mean that they're doing it right or being taught right. Probably not. But it opens the door for uh, them to say, hey, I want I want to be part of this. I want to get better. And then guess where they're going to come to? Uh, it's because we have the knowledge and we have the coaching staff uh, that will get them to where they want to be uh, as far as being uh, fit and healthy. So – You know, it's just kind of, I don't know if you would say, I don't feel like I owe it to them to stay affiliated. I want to stay affiliated because of everything that I've seen CrossFit do uh, for the fitness industry. And then uh, the main thing, what it's done for people. Uh, So, it's you know, people helping people. So, is that good enough?
3: No.
0: So, <laughs> right, just to, re, I, so just to recap to go,
2: that, but...
3: just to recap that real quick. So, we, you're paying the affiliate fee, so that way Matt doesn't
0: a, know why he pays his affiliate fees, too. So, he's probably steal your answer right here.
3: That, that's what I'm trying to do. I just want to clarify someone when people ask me. So, you're you stay affiliated because the name is CrossFit there, and that ties you to the larger community of CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Was that would that distill the answer down? Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Here's what I hear. Um, people do ecstasy and they go to a rave and all of a sudden they like techno music and they think they like techno music. Same thing with the Grateful Dead. People do fucking mushrooms, go to Grateful Dead concert and they think they like the Grateful Dead because they were in this fucking super high fucking arousal state and they, and something got in there. Right. And what I hear is, is that you went somewhere where maybe you didn't weren't sure if you were going to fit in but this plate this place where you connected with them these other these other people in the military um you're, the way you guys train fitness transcended any differences you might have that's the story oh, you kind of open with and i get that too my you know my mom we used to go to a box where it was fucking 200 filipino people and she never told me that until the day I went in there. And, and I was like, you train with 200 Filipino people. She goes, yeah. I was like, why didn't you ever tell me that? She, I don't know. Well, because she worked out with them. Like that wasn't, that wasn't the piece. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they transcend. There's nowhere else where you go and there's a 65 year old dude with a turban on the left of you and a fucking kid who's 12 years old who lost his foot in a, in a, a lawnmower accident. There's nowhere you go besides the CrossFit gym where all that shit's happening. It just transcends everything. Yeah. Even though yesterday yeah. someone called in in the show and and told us a story about how a guy said he wouldn't work out with a black lady, which is just crazy to me. But for the most part, this thing transcends everything.
2: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that's, you know, and, I, and you want to be oh. a
0: part of that. But you, but so so it's a tithing again. You're paying it out of um you're not saying I love I love the way CrossFit um, speaks to the world on my behalf. You're not saying that you're happy because um, uh, the posters they send you at Christmas time. You're not saying that they love it because of all the continued education they send you for free. No, they don't. You can't point to anything. You're you're not. You're not. It's um it's not the DEI council. Yeah, you sound like a fucking liberal. Uh, it's all about feelings, Mister Randy. <laughs> All about your feelings. How sweet! Randy has feelings. He likes the way it feels to be a part of the community.
2: Hey, so you say? Uh, I'm
0: conservative. People aren't allowed to be. I don't. I don't even know if you're really conservative. But you're not allowed to have feelings.
2: i am am a, I'm a warm-hearted person.
0: I know. I can tell. You're fucking warm as shit. It's just amazing. It's amazing. I'm. I'm. I'm saying all of this tongue in cheek because it, I. I really do like your answer. Um. It's um. So, and I think the world needs to hear it. Cause I don't, and I think especially the people who work at CrossFit need to hear it. I don't think they realize they would, it's, it's really hard to grasp why we all, um, why you guys pay affiliate fees, but it's a super valid reason. It's a super well, I mean, valid reason, but it's hard. It's fucking hard to understand.
2: Yeah. I mean, I can give you an example, just like you said, uh, please, you know, working, uh, working with the Filipinos and that doesn't matter. Right. But I mean, we're, we, uh, You know, we have a, we have a diverse uh, membership base and, you know, with the, uh, I'm not going to get into politics. Don't get me into politics. I have my views and other people have their views and we have extreme one side and extreme the other side uh, in our members. And you know what? We don't care. Like we come in there and train together and we have a common goal and it's, I mean, it's Man, it's a kick-ass atmosphere. I mean, it really is. Um, and, and we don't we don't point that out on each other. Um, it, it's a common ground. We come in there, and, and I mean, we we lift heavy and breathe and hate the workout while we're doing it. But you know, there's there's such a diverse crowd in there. but That's you know when we come together in CFC. It's nothing but, you know, love for a common goal. And that is to uh, walk out of there that day and be better uh, than when we walked in. So that's, uh, that's one of the reasons I guess I pay the affiliate fees or that I love the, the CrossFit for the community piece is it, it does that brings people together. So you can have, like you said, uh, a CEO and a janitor on the same floor. And yeah. Mm-hmm. They're all equal.
0: You're all welcome. They, them, he, her, you're all, you're all welcome. Get fit, get strong. Everyone, everyone wants to, everyone wants to, everyone respects someone who's taken uh, personal accountability and responsibility for their health.
3: Yeah. And again, HQ. I think it's the most
0: respectful thing you can do, period. Go ahead. Yeah, Sorry, no, Susa.
3: no, I was just going to say, I think HQ is, They're diluting that they're diluting the fact that it already is open and welcoming to everybody by trying to like force it for no, no reason other than some sort of agenda. I think they they put the
0: brakes on that though.
3: I I really hope they have because I think they put the brakes on it. I sound like a broken record, but if they just developed a media team and showed what was going on inside these affiliates, that would speak for itself and you wouldn't have to do all this other. Although
0: that survey they sent out last week was weird as shit. Did you see that Randy?
2: Um, I did not. It's probably my inbox. So I, I get to between my my other job and what my co-workers call as my uh, my hobby working for the the guard full time and my other job as a box owner, I just so, probably hadn't opened up that email.
0: It's some weird shit. So so when I ask um if you were to ask me and Matt, hey, are you guys brothers? What you really be asking Matt and I, did we come out, did, did the same man impregnate the same woman and did we both come out of the same vagina? That That's that's what you're asking. What, what, yeah. it, most people don't even, th- th- but that's it. And um, there, are some question, there are some questions in, in this survey that they're basically asking you without asking you, whose genitalia do you want to rub your genitalia on? And it's like… Why the fuck is a, a survey from CrossFit
2: HQ asking box HQ. owners that?
0: What? That's
2: from HQ. Yeah. Saying
0: that. Oh, you'll see it. God. It's in your inbox, buddy. It's in your inbox. They want to <laughs> know what your binary quotient is, or so. Well, I don't even know what the fuck they're asking. But if you ask someone what their what their what their gender is, you're you're basically asking them who they want to rub their genitalia on, and uh, it's fucking. But it's a bizarre question to ask someone who who. I don't think it's relevant to uh, box owners. I don't No. I think it's okay to ask what their sex is. You, if you want to do figure out like if the majority of your box owners are male or female, but, but, mm-hmm. um, but, but, but their sex life is their own private life. If box, I tell no, you I'm a male, you still, you're not still not asking me who I want to rub my genitalia against. And maybe I want to rub it against Matt's face.
2: <laughs> so maybe, so this is to poll the box owners. Okay. I got
0: you. Yeah. It's a survey for box owners. They sent out they that kind of shit is just tart Okay, I take it back. They're not walking it back. They haven't stopped. You're right,
3: Sousa. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say this question seems like it, it didn't it didn't stop. Oh,
0: right, you but. found it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. What? What? How? How? Th- f- that's so far off. Sorry to take you. Were you? You finished the show on such a good note, Randy. <laughs> CrossFit is a science. There's no science in the word gender. <sighs> it's Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. Thank you for coming on, brother.
2: Hey, man, I appreciate you guys having me.
0: Yeah. Thanks, Andy. You're a good dude. Yeah. Uh, you have my phone number. Text me anytime, day or night. I hope I make right, it out man. to Arkansas. I want to tell you, when I saw that box, I actually thought, shit, maybe I should look at real estate there and I should move to Arkansas.
2: We'll build a car. I've, yeah. I've got an acre behind it you can build on.
0: You're a good dude. Podcast How's the city. water? How's the water? Are you on city water or are you on a well? City. City. Could you dig yeah. a well there?
2: Mm, no, I guess I could, but I mean. Is, no. is water cheap? Uh, It was when I was uh, on Western Grand County water, and then they switched me over to city, and they charged more.
0: Yeah, it's so expensive here. You have so, to have a well in
2: California or you're fucked. Yeah, so I threw, threw them under the bus, didn't I? But I was, <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, brother. I will um, see you around.
2: All right, guys. Good to okay. talk to y'all. Thanks, Ciao. Andy.
3: 100 of our answers they do it, uh, all the affiliate owners pay the affiliate fee out of uh integrity and wanting to stay connected to the community
0: i'm incapable of understanding any of the answers
3: it's, uh, <laughs> hey, you know you know why i really you know, like him though hey, that this, dude would
0: be fun to hang out with and like go camping oh, yeah like, he's a cool sure. dude.
3: and you know why too because you 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 said i'm just gonna speak for myself here when you're like you don't fucking know why i was like <laughs> <laughs> you know no why, why. Craig Howard convinced me if it wasn't for if it wasn't for having my discussion with Craig and it was just a bunch of like, well, if we don't stay connected and try to save it, who will? And I was like, fuck. Okay. And then I was like, one more year, let's see what happens. And so far we've had what, four CEOs, uh, somebody's fired, somebody's rehired.
0: It's yeah. kind of like it's kinda like you're paying to be part of a train wreck.
3: Ooh. It's, um Well, you save people's lives, man, and they're still not shit have out you, on the L one or L two. You should send.
0: Have we? Did we ever? Can you invite Don to come on the show?
3: I have. I invited okay. him day okay. one. We could do All it right. again. We'll reach again. You yeah, know just know send I, him out
0: again. Just a nice. Hey, Don, we'd love to have you on the podcast.
3: And uh, I, I applied to host an L one at my gym. You guys remember that I did it live? Uh huh. Um, I got nothing. Not even like a confirmation for thank you for filling it out. I didn't get anything. I got a survey over That's here. That's because Stefan Roche is too busy
0: fucking pushing people into. They use their whole media budget on that video. But don't, you know, the one where Stefan Roche. It is a really good Stephon,
3: video. Hey, it, it, I saw it
0: this morning. It got my dick hard a little bit. I was pretty pumped.
3: That one, did you see the, the interview that he did with, with Don?
0: No, oh, in, I saw it it's in three. Is it? I saw part of it for sure.
3: There's frustration leaking out of him. And sorry, Stefan, if I if I mischaracterize this, but I watched that interview probably two dozen times, and maybe even overanalyzed it. But at one point, he stops and he looks over and he goes, "In in um, uh, head of legal, what, what's what's uh, a Marshall, Marshall Marshall Brenner. Marshall?" Yep. He goes, and "Marshall's gonna guy hate guy. this, but it is a cure." It is a cure. And I was like, "Oh!" because you could see that they're talking about it and they're trying to change the terminology from the way that great. Well, that's cool. They released
0: that. You can see that in the interview.
3: They kept it in the interview. So at least they kept it in the interview. But he says, if you do something and you get a positive outcome that improves your health, by definition, it's a cure. And so and then he apologized to legal for it and everything else. And, And Don kind of sat there and I was like, fuck, now we're apologizing. We're apologizing for telling the truth. And you could see it like you could see that frustration leaking out of him of like, here we have. Stefan just,
0: knows yeah he, he, he knows, knows he's he the shit
3: and I- anyhow that was the first thing that I saw and I was like fuck put Stefan in charge let's just him let's just put him in front <sighs> of media the whole time and just start releasing it out because they're so afraid everybody's afraid to tell the truth they don't you know he looks great
0: too doesn't he
3: yeah and he's a I've met him I had the yeah. pleasure of meeting him He's very a briefly. Man. Got He's a chance cool. to shake his hand. But yeah, it's really cool. He's exactly like it, like the uh, L1 staff people. Like you meet him and they have this glow, they have this aura about him. I'm sure
0: him. he was a flow master. I'm sure Stefan he, was a flow he master. He was,
3: yeah. yeah. And um, and when you talk to these people and you go up there for a minute, they there's just some energy, there's just something that kind of like comes off of them, and you're just like, you want to take on the world afterwards. And if you just started putting cameras in front of these people, face and, and and quit tying their hands behind their back because what they could say what they can't say, because we these fucking ceo and set executives from other tech companies that are so wrapped up in all this bureaucracy if you just ditch all that shit and just talk about the methodology and, and push the truth like i think what was greg's thing let's start with the truth yeah let's start with the truth there we go get back to that quit being so afraid
0: i think we try to use that in our newsletter regularly too
3: the one that promotes the l1 every single time Yes. Stop sending surveys oh. and L1 coupons to affiliate owners to give to their members.
0: Can we can we talk about that fittest competition real quick? Do we yes. have that link? Sorry, let's yes, make sure please. we pl- uh, plug those guys. There's a con- I have to go though, but I'm already 15 minutes late. My kids are mm-hmm. in the car. But there is a competition coming up um, called the Fight for the Fittest. Fight Fight for the Fittest. Um, we will post a uh, Can we post a link in the YouTube?
3: Yeah, Caleb yeah. did a little bit earlier. We'll repost it now.
0: The MFLH Fight for the Fittest Partner Series, November first, uh, two thousand twenty-two. Um, you can go to this website; there'll be a link, and you can compete and fight for the fittest. Uh, there will be it's a two-part event: uh, RX divisions, including an online qualifier, online qualifier followed by an in-person final that will take place at the MFLH gym and Roca. Con, comma, New York.
3: Yeah, we better see some people sign up from the podcast. We better see Team Badissi on there pretty soon.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh thank you guys for watching. Um t- tomorrow is Friday. I don't think we're I think we're gonna do a live call. Are you around tomorrow morning,
3: Matt? Y- yes, yeah, yeah, I could be. We could we could see if Grace wants to jump okay. in and coach for me at the gym. I think we're gonna on.
0: cancel the UFC show because there's not a UFC show this weekend. Ah.
3: Yeah. Uh, uh, thank you, Caleb, for letting me know this morning.
0: And uh, we will talk to all of you guys uh, really soon. But we will be here tomorrow at 7 a.m. with something or 6 a.m. maybe. Bruce Wayne, love you.